Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with you on a sneak peek at next week, episode number 720 for comics originally coming out March the 29th and March the 30th. Boy, Drew, we are through three months of this year already. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shop this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, what else do we got to talk about in the world of comics before we jump into all the cool things? We know what they say in comics. They say... Every comic should could be somebody's first comic, and you got to make mm-hmm. it accessible for people. And and you know what we do is we kind of like gloss over some things. Do we have a little shortcut between ourselves because we've been doing this for 720 episodes, and we don't really and we just assume every listener's with us the whole time, right? But of and course, and knows knows everything. But you know we gloss over Cowabunga a lot. You know, this guy, Cowabunga mm-hmm. says this, and Cowabunga, we don't really talk about them. I thought we could reiterate our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics, and why we use them. Um, Kyle and I used to be with DCBS. For years, we started. We had, we had a local, uh, yes, just up true. the road from us at one point in time. Um, yeah, that local didn't really know our name. Um, in the 2010s, really... in the 2010s, yep. we were at a, a brick and mortar store. Yes, and um, what happened there? We lost out on Saga One, right? Yeah, that was the big one. We didn't get Saga One. Yeah, in our a lot, lot of lays. Yeah, yeah, things that just we'd just be like, "Sorry, you missed it," even though you ordered it and already handed us money. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to get you a reprint, and that wasn't what we were. That, that wasn't our our game. Yes, and we we'd ask about second prints, and they'd laugh. <laughs> no, you we can't get those. What? What? Anyway, it was awful. So we went DCBS for a while. Which, you know, discounts are cool, right? The discounts on comics were great. Mm-hmm. Um, shipping was pretty solid. We didn't really have any shipping issues, I didn't think. Not too bad um, that I can remember. Well, the, you know, that's not true. There were some shipping issues. Um, but yeah. it, but <laughs> the customer service was lousy. Um, yeah. And at, at the time, we were spending a ton of money on comics. Um, and... You know, we weren't like the heaviest of hitters, but we had to be, you know, in the the upper percentile of of spend. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, not that that should matter. All customers should be treated with a dignity and respect. Um, but you know, you'd send an email and you'd get a response, maybe four or five days later. Um, you know, and it'd be at, you know you you try to add a. a a second print um, to your order. You try to add something from FOC that you knew about, and it just it just never worked. You could never get it. You could never communicate fast enough with them and get any kind of confirmation. Stuff would just get canceled, and we just didn't mm-hmm. know why. Um, it, it was just a. It just didn't work. For us, and then just got madder and madder and madder, and um, I don't. And remember. we had we had one ship we had one shipment that uh, all of our because we always bought everything bagged and board, and we had one shipment that none of our stuff was bagged and board, and it was all damaged. 
and they never actually did anything about it. Oh yeah, yeah, we left. That, that was a bad one. Um, now, how did we connect with Eric? Did I meet Eric first? I did, right? I met Eric first on, we, that, we on met... the other show that I was doing with John. Correct. Uh, yeah, so over on his forum, um, I met him over there and somehow uh, connected. And we, he was talking about spinning up this this service. He was going to do mail order. We we did we did did we do mail order before we met him at C two E two or after? Yeah, we were doing. Yes, yeah, we we were still we were doing mail order at the time. With him or with with DCBS? Correct. Which one? With DCBS. With with the, DCBS. Yeah, yeah. So we were with DCBS when we met him at C two E two, I think, and mm-hmm. um, got got to see the shop. And then they were talking about spinning up this mail order thing, and we were like, "Well, we're not happy. We'll do it." Um, and we went there, and and we were actually invoice number oh 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 one. We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool, and they've been nothing short of fantastic, you know, uh, customer service wise discounts. They were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things, um, Mm -hmm. over and above, uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us. Um, and just going the extra mile. Um, and so responsive getting, instantaneous uh, responses back to uh, questions about things to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it. That's kind of cool. And just a really quality experience. So... We we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount, and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode, and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. That we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, um, good people, and uh, um, that's why they're in there. So for those of you who don't really know what we're talking about when we mention Cowabunga, or um, you know, we don't really go deep dive into who they are every single episode um it's because we assume you've been listening forever um but if you haven't now you know um so by god they'd tell you to if you've got a local comic book shop that you love stay with them because every everybody needs to support their local comic shops but if you're looking um check them out and you can check them out in in the show notes there's plenty of ways to get a hold of them either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have um, a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants, um, amazing stuff uh, that you can only get through them, um, pretty much guaranteed to uh, increase in value, uh, all of them, because they're, <laughs> they're awesome. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch base with that, ex- expand a little bit on that because we 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 rarely rarely discuss um, them in any depth. We just talk we just mention them and just assume everybody knows. And uh, 
I was thinking, you know, it's been we a long take time. Take them for granted that they're always going to be we there do. for us. And so we far take they have. <laughs> yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So, um, yeah, there you go. Now you now you know. And and Kyle, <laughs> we last week I said, you know, that DC Connect is out already. Should we should we jump ahead, mm-hmm. or should we do one more in the current previews and? We hem hauled and straddled the fence, and we talked about eh, let's do let's do the back half, and it was kind of disappointing, wasn't it? It was a disappointing back half. It so, very much was. So I am um, excited to jump to the new DC Connect, which is April for June, if you can believe that. Yeah, we are starting with the Justice League are dead, dark. Crisis, June 2022, got all kinds of cool stuff. And the first book we're starting with, we are still in the Batman saga, of course, with Batman 124. This Batman Aftermath, right? Or Sh- Shadow War Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shadow War, yep. And uh, the Poison yeah, Ivy yeah, G- backup. Was G. Willow Wilson always writing? Yeah, the uh, backup? No, 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 no. I don't think so. So this is the start of a new backup after Shadow War as well. Uh, I think. I think. <laughs> but we have a Del Auto variant. We have a... Philia Bratukin, 1 in 25. A Jock, 1 in 50. And a Amy Reader Pride variant. All kinds of good covers on that one. And then we go Dark Crisis. Nah. Yeah, now we go yeah, Dark now Crisis. Now we're into Josh Crisis. So we Josh. go from Joshua Williamson to Joshua Williamson. Yeah. And they say Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, and now Dark Crisis. So there, this is one of the official crises. Uh, one, of the, <laughs> one of the official events. Um, now you... I, you can't sit this out. This is a Mm-mm. blockbuster event of the summer. Um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to read this, right? Yeah. You're. Yeah. You have to. And uh, are you going to? <laughs> are you going to? Or are you gonna sit it out? Seven issues, forty pages. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna read this. You're Especially read this since one? I see a lot. Of, I see a pretty good bit of Nightwing in this. So. Man. Look at some of this art, man. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty impressive. Yeah. Who is that? Who's doing this art interior? The interior art is Daniel Sampier. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Unless those are covers. There's might be covers. The covers are different covers, and then down when you get to the uh the different heads you get everything from disco nightwing up through current stuff here and all the art in progress that's an Good interior that's an interior page mm-hmm. yeah it's really nice yeah i like that what's this thing about epic event years in the making soup 
Batman, Wonder Woman, rest of the Justice League are dead. Remaining heroes are left to protect the world from an onslaught of violent attacks by DC's greatest villains. Can the legacy heroes step out of the shadows of the classic heroes to form a new Justice League? And will that be enough to stop a darkness greater than anything they've ever faced from destroying everything? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. we knew we knew this was coming. Um, and I think is there enough people that are going to be okay with 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 following this, or they are? Have they checked out because not my Justice League? Yeah, I think there's always going to be some danger there. And now we're going to start the tie-ins, the wave of tie-ins for Dark, Dark Crisis. Yep. Starting with Dark Crisis, Young Justice number one, Megan Fitzmartin, and with art by Laura. Uh, Braga. Crisis has always been devastating impacts on the generations of heroes that make up Young Justice and Dark Crisis will hit them even harder. Tim Drake, Impulse, and Superboy go missing during the Justice League's funeral. The only person concerned enough to find them, Cassie Sandmark, a.k.a. Wonder Girl. But the three boys of Young Justice aren't on this earth anymore. They're on the world of their dreams. One they may never want to leave. Hmm. So interesting. So this is going to be a, a a real Gen Z cash grab, right? We're going to try to mm-hmm. try to get some youth youthful readers interested. And you can see where they're doing uh, the thing that I loved the most about New Fifty Two. Is like when we got the uh, punch of Batman and Nightwing when they got in the argument down in the Batcave. You got the exact same scene from two different perspectives and two different comics. And if you look at, at the very least, the art in progress art here from some of this book, you see the exact same scene of the funeral scene from a different perspective of Young Justice and their reactions. Oh. And you get the actual Dark Crisis. And uh, I really enjoyed when, like I said, when they did that uh, during some of that New Fifty Two stuff, when we had uh, Death of the Family or Death in the Family, whichever one it was, and all that's the Court of Owl stuff. Actually, um, that we'd get two different issues with two different perspectives on the exact same uh, scenes. Definitely a payoff for those that are reading everything. Mm-hmm. But after just two items, we are done with Dark Crisis. So. If- We'll see if we get more items from that. We are into Black Adam now. Christopher Priest and Rafa Sandoval. Uh, there is no forgiveness for Black Adam. So we are, of course, spinning this up because we got the movie coming out at some point this year. So let's get as much Black Adam going as we can. None of those covers do much for me. Seven of them. I guess I yep. kind of like the the Collie Hamner retro one. It's not bad. Flashpoint Beyond Five. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought they I thought they would really milk the hell out of this Dark Crisis. Is that coming next month? Yeah, May, maybe maybe the we'll eventually get into some more of the tie-in stuff. But for now. Yeah. Slowly and steady. Yeah. Well, get a new Poison Ivy. 
Um, we're going to launch a Poison Ivy book. G. Willow Wilson. Uh, Marcio Takara. Ton of covers, it looks like. Um, this is this is coming out of that um, Batman backup. So she's going to go from that Batman mm-hmm. backup to her own series. Kyle, villain books. You like them. By and large. When they go dark, I love villain books. You yeah. like villain-led books. Lots of people mm-hmm. do not. Um, I really enjoyed the Joker book, but it was basically a Jim Gordon book. Not really a Joker book. Yes, 100%. Um, so, I mean, we loved Superior Foes. Mm-hmm. Um, Magneto on the, on the Marvel side. We did. Yep, that was another one. So... Is this gonna is this gonna do well? Are you interested? And is this gonna do well by and large? Like I said, what depends on what G Willow Wilson does with it, but probably not. Yeah, I think I guess we'll know. Isley has yeah, Pamela Isley has been a lot of things in her life: a living god, a supervillain, an activist, a scientist, and dead in a new body that she didn't ask for, and with a renewed sense of spirit. Ivy leaves Gotham and sets out to complete her greatest work, a gift of the world that will heal the damage dealt to it by ending humanity. Okay, so it looks like we are going dark. So, yeah, um, there's a chance. I changed my mind. I just saw the Frank Cho cover, uh, Dan Moore. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm going to get this. Yep, yep, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, uh, Dan Mora cover, Frank Cho, Nick Robles. Very good covers on this. Very, very good covers. Um, yep. so yeah, and, and we'll, and we'll know by reading the, the backup in Batman, uh, enough, we'll, we'll get a sense for what it's going to be. So I think we'll know before it even comes out, whether it's going to be for us or not. There you go. We're into our DC pride annual book as well here. Uh, a one shot, 10 bucks for, uh, I don't mean to be up to 2022. How many okay. DC prides have we had? Haven't we had a few? Like what? Haven't we had multiple DC Prides already? We had one last year at this exact same time during Pride Month. Was so, it last May? These are these are or these June? are things coming out in June. So well, it says it's on sale five thirty one. It says it's on sale okay, thirty first. So, yeah, so the day before June starts. I apologize. June. That's completely different. Okay, so, so June is Pride Month every year. Correct. Same time. So far, and, yes. And when and. So after June, there was no Pride Month stuff last year. Um, there were things, and of course, we—I mean, we had probably the most, uh, you know, LGBT stuff we've had with DC in forever. With the different things between uh, Robin yeah. and his bisexual relationship, and Superboy—I'm sorry, Super Superman or whatever it is, Jonathan Cat and his. Yeah throughout the year but you know june just always is a celebration with covers and their initial issue here so maybe it's just the pride got, variants uh, they just continue to do the pride variants throughout mm-hmm. the year i think maybe that's what i'm getting confused yeah and then like i said they've this this is their annual pride anthology here so looks like okay. there's about 12 writers and 15 artists on it the normal things here uh some interesting covers here Looks like there's about a dozen different variants throughout the different books. And we're going to um, reissue Snagglepuss. 
Yes. That's a good one. Yes, Nagopus, I Am Not Starfire. A bunch of neat things all uh, under the DC Pride backlight. Yep. And so that leads gonna... right into DC Pride Tim Drake special. Yeah, what well, you were just so, mentioning. Like I said, we t- yep, his bisexual relationship will take the forefront in this 64-page issue, or six bucks. Megan Fitzmartin with art by Belen Ortega and Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque. So not Raphael Albuquerque, but Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque. Okay. So this is, looks like it's going to be a big launching point for the future of Tim Drake. Actually, it's yeah. retelling, collecting the Tim Drake stories from Urban Legends 4 through 6 and issue 10. Yeah, so I missed those stories, I guess. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how I missed those. I thought I was reading, or well, I wasn't reading all the stories in Urban Legends, so that's probably why. Um, mm-hmm. Multiversity Teen Justice number one. This is Ivan Cohen and Danny Laurie with art by Marco Faia. Uh, Kid Quick, the Future State Flash, and their fellow heroes, Supergirl, Robin, Aquagirl, Clarion, the Witch Girl, and Troy take center stage in a miniseries that rocks Earth 11 to its core. Is that 11 or 2? It's a six-issue series. I don't know. I don't know 11. This. It's Earth 11, I yeah. I, I, I don't know this team. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> It's a very odd Robin. Yeah. Uh, Flash, the fastest man alive, number three, Kenny Porter and Jason Howard. I'm not a huge fan of that art, to be honest. Aquaman and the Flash, Void Song, number one. Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, Vasco Giorvigin, Giavev, Georgiev, whoever his name is. <laughs> I'm not noticing a lot. A lot of these creators and artists, I am not familiar with, so I don't know what's going on here. Uh, yeah, it's it is. It doesn't seem like a a who's who. Yeah. So Aquaman and the Flash Void Song Number One is a three issue series at seven dollars a piece, prestige format, not black label. I don't like that. Man, if I was DC, I'd have pulled Nightwing up in the first twenty pages. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have talked about some of my really good, good comics that I have because yeah. I am I am snoozing right now. Um, Earth Prime. What about DC versus Vampires Killers number one? Matthew Rosenberg on writing and Mike Bowden on arc in the shadows of the new Vampire World Order. Harley Quinn rules the human underworld in this age of darkness. She has survived by only looking out for herself, but she might have just found the key to saving the world. What was the other DC versus vampires that we talked about? There was a DC versus vampires spinoff that had Robin on the cover, remember? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. What, What was it called? Was it called Killers? It was not called Killers. What was it? Hunters. It was called Hunters. Correct. Right? Yeah, okay. Yes. 
And then the variant cover is an homage cover by Brent Booth and Jonathan Glafen. What uh, what storyline is that? Do you know, or what story? What is that homaging? Which Batman issue? I can't remember. Can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but I looks familiar seen it. though. Yep, I've seen it. Milestones in history number one. Uh, the Dakota universe is built on the shoulders of giants, and it's time for their stories to be told. In this massive, oversized special, a who's who of talent from many disciplines tell the tales of trailblazing black and African figures throughout every era of humanity, from the realms of literature, aviation, music, dance, military conquest, and more. History of the world in black history in this special aims to prove it. Plus, don't miss the shocking final page reveal that points to the future of the Milestone Universe line. Going to be some new characters in here, you think? Maybe I was gonna say it sounds like they're trying to launch something, so yeah, that might be something to jump into because uh, always like seeing some new character launch stuff. They've all been pretty hot lately because we've seen a lot of heat on first appearance stuff and oh, launching sure. new groups. So y'all always want to find those. Uh, season one, number two of Blood Seat Syndicate, Jeff Thorne book. I completely forgot there was a, uh, this came out last month, or it yeah. hasn't come out yet, but right. I don't remember the solicit. Duo I vaguely remember from last year, or last month, <laughs> doing the same thing. Batman's Mystery Casebook, that's an all-age book, or less, yeah. maybe not even all ages, maybe just young kids. That's one where I think they should put the age they're looking for under here. But yeah, this is definitely a kid book. Uh, Batman Earth 1 Complete Collection. Superman 78 Trade. Volume 6 for Batman. And here we go, Kyle. And now we're into baby comics. Yep. Here's our here's thirty eight pages in. We are in. Yeah. To this is this is our bread makers. and butter. These are our bread and butter comics. <laughs> and um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's some good stuff in here that I'm enjoying. I mean, I'm enjoying Batman Killing Time and Batman the Night and Urban Legends. It's a lot of bat stuff. I'll give you that. There's. Batcat 12 finishing up. That's nice to see. Batman um, Fortress number two has Batman flying a, a fighter jet. So that's awesome. Um, World's Finest. I'm not 100% sold on it yet, but I only read the first issue. So we'll <laughs> okay. <see. laughs> okay, Drew. Here, here we go. We have the 12th and final issue of Batman Catwoman 12. We've gone through all this stuff, this climactic, and we don't feature it or do anything. We just let it die with a postage stamp size quad corner in the back yeah. of the book. And then our, our premiere title, kind of universally lauded as the best DC book, Nightwing, on page 43. <laughs> the best DC has to offer. I hope you can find it. Yeah, yeah. That is a 
smashing cover eye. Boy, I love that. Yeah. I have to have that. What do you think of that Rogues cover? If you could see it. If you could see it. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it. Rogues has another cover eye. That is, of course, four of four on Rogues. So this one, of course, it's final issue here of that four issue series. Yeah. I forgot what the little color codes things, like the 2V, 1V, 3V mean. I forget what. Is that like the week it comes out? <laughs> I, I don't remember. I've forgotten. Yeah. Um, Sandman Nightmare Country number three is one of the creepiest covers I've ever seen in my entire life. And I wish I hadn't seen that. Wow. Is that a piece of steak in your eye? Yep. Just oh, chew in with yeah, the old yeah, eyeball. Chew with the old eyeball. As you do. That is gross. So that is, yeah, pretty messed up in that regard. Yeah, I haven't seen that first issue yet, so that has a chance to be something. It is James Tinian, so yeah. I'm, and I'm kind of hopeful that that might be something good. But really, I mean, and, and I guess I should applaud DC for not milking dark crisis too much not marvelizing uh, yes yeah. uh dark crisis to the point where everything is a dark crisis like they did fear state basically you know there you um, go. and drew so, the uh one v means that book has one variant two v oh, okay. means that book has two variants well, that's pretty and so simple. on and so forth i don't know why i can't remember that yeah. um that that's pretty sad that i didn't know that yeah. See, look, I mean, like, like Batman number one twenty four mm-hmm. is just a Batman issue, correct? And it is on page three, where it should be because it's it's the pride of the <laughs> it's Batman. It's Batman. Yeah. It's one of their better titles. Nightwing flagship Night, title. Nightwing on everyone's best of lists last year. Mm-hmm. Continues to be ninety three issues. Yeah. Pretty critically acclaimed. Um, this exclusive locked up writer Tom Taylor. Um, why, why is it not page three or four? Why is it not up up here? It it I I I I do not get it. I do not get it. It is good. It sells well, and mm-hmm. it's it's one of your best. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I, just, I don't... It doesn't make any sense. Somebody doesn't like the character. Somebody at DC doesn't like How character. can that... I, I refuse to believe that. I don't I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. It, but, again, I am surprised... It's, it seems a misstep, yeah. ...that we don't have any more tie-ins to to dark crisis i'm i'm pleasantly surprised that we're not doing a lot of tie-ins in and out seven issues maybe a spinoff or two i like it um and, but but it makes it easier to ignore you know mm-hmm. you know well it's just over there in this little pocket i don't have to do it 
It's not really tied into anything. I don't have to read it. Um, so we'll see. But we do want to see how they, I think, we want to see how they bring those all those characters back that are dead. 100%. I'm assuming that's What do you happen. mean bring them back? How dare you? I assume that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Will it make any sense? Probably not, but it's comics. Probably not. Anything well, else in DC, DC has that a lot of cool thing? Yeah. Anything else in a lot DC of cool things to offer? Like, um, no. Nothing that jumps out of the page more than the, yeah. the initial stuff. Like we were both saying, a uh, a nice easy blend into their uh, Dark Crisis, so that should be cool. Yeah. All right, DC. Underwhelming. We we were excited to get to you, and um, not <laughs> we super. We were. <laughs> we're not super happy about it. Well, there's always next month. This is very true. Uh, Kyle, our, our normal source for our cover price top 10 and runners-up is not not updated their page yet. So thank goodness we are cover price subscribers and we got our nice little email. Um, so let's go over there and see what's going on in, in the eBay world. The eBay world. Let's see what's going over. With our good friends at Cover Price on the secondary market, we look at their top ten. Let's count down to one. Let's start with number ten. And we, of course, have Thor, number one, from 2014. This is, of course, our Jane Foster Thor. Uh, you and I were pretty big into this. We've purchased quite mm-hmm. a few issues of this. The first ongoing issue featuring a female Thor, later revealed to be Jane Foster. Spoiler alert from, you know, nine years ago. It's picking up steam as we get closer to Thor, Love and Thunder, and, the, and we, we should get a trailer anytime soon. Uh, we racked up 14 copies on the old Ebays. A CGC 9.8 going for $330. Drew, did you ever think of CGCing this? Um, maybe back when you could actually, you know, CGC something and get it back in a couple of weeks, sure. Not now. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to do that thing anymore. Yeah, I remember the numbers were pretty high. It was a very, very popular book. At Reg 9, we have Star Wars Darth Vader number 6 from 2017. The Inquisitors and the Grand Inquisitors, whose first appearance are in Star Wars Darth Vader number 6, was already on fire before their appearance in the Disney Plus Kenobi trailer, thanks to speculation and rumors. With their official confirmation, this first appearance is still hot, moving 22 copies on the secondary market. 82% increase in sales and 490 almost $500 for CTC 9.8. This also brings back Star Wars number two from 1977, the Marvel uh, published Star Wars book. With Obi-Wan getting more attention, his first appearance is picking back up. Last week, we tracked 16 copies, uh, 116% increase with a high sale of 1000 $920 for CGC 9.8. Keep in mind, this is nearly half of the all-time high of 3700 from March 2021 during the craziness. At rank 7, we have JLA Avengers Hero Initiative Trade Paperback. Uh, 
The recent health concerns around George Perez have spotlighted the need for us as a community to contribute to vital organizations like the Heroes Initiative. The Hero Initiative was created as a charity dedicated to helping comic book creators in medical or financial need. George Perez, a founding board member himself, is an example of a comic book creator that is that that this charity would directly benefit from. Marvel and DC came back together to reprint this classic crossover in a trade paperback limited to 7,000 copies, initially only costing $30. It's the first official trade paperback to make it in our top 10 with 16 copies, though about 60 came in after we generated this report after adjusting the search parameters. Uh, high sale of $535 for a raw copy. However, the fair market value is currently trending towards about $250. We implore you to consider donating a portion of those profits to the Heroes Initiative for those selling their copies and reselling their copies. The intention of this book was to benefit the charity rather than create a rare exclusive with aftermarket value. If we can work together to share these aftermarket sales, this limited trade paperback will be an even more significant success by increasing those initial funds raised and giving directly back to the creators who we love. Sorry, I felt the need to read the whole blurb on that one because I thought it was very well written. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of my feeling, right? I feel that yeah. same way. Yeah, Drew talked about that a little away. It's, it's kind of a an odd thing to scalp a bunch of, you know, charitable things and hog the money for yourself. But I absolutely support reselling them and then kicking back more to charity and then flipping that again and kicking back more to charity and just creating uh, uh, something we can all, even as quote-unquote, evil flippers and aftermarket people, <laughs> something we can be proud of. At rank six, we have Batman number 28 from 2014 per deadline regarding CW's Gotham Knights. Fallon Smythe plays Harper Rowe, described as a streetwise, acerbic, and often underestimated the blue-haired bisexual is a gifted engineer who can fix anything what harper wants most of all is to repair the broken lives of her and her brother cullen the only person she trusts harper rose's first appearance is in batman number seven from the new 52 however harper's first appearance as bluebird is in this issue number 28 was she bisexual which... back then in 2012 yes i don't remember that yes okay we didn't get into it right away, but I, I think the character was always written that way, or at least it seemed to me. Okay. So, 21 copies moved, CGC 9.8 going for $155. I actually always liked Root Bird. Yep, me too. At rank 5, Catwoman 40 ma 41, the Saizo Miyake 1 in 25. Saizo Miyake is quickly growing in popularity, with almost every variant of hers catching fire. While this cover is a little more reserved value-wise compared to issues 39 and 40 we still move 27 copies with a seven day trend of 83 percent a high sale of 50 dollars for that raw copy so double the variant ratio at rank four we have new avengers number seven for 2005 as noted the illuminati's live action appearance seems to be highly likely in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness their first appearance keeps making their way back into the top 10 this week it returns to the list with 22 copies moved and a high sale of 495 dollars for a cgc 9.8 raw copies uh hovering just above 50 dollars at rank 3, Amazing Spider-Man 265, it is rumored that act actor Christopher Abbott will be playing the foreigner in Sony's Craven films. 
In the comic, the foreigner was formally married to Silver Sable, and this connection has allowed speculators to believe that Silver Sable may also appear in the film. Her first appearance is in this issue and moved 22 copies, $598.88 for CGC 9.8. And at rank 2, Captain Carter number 1, the animation variant 1 in 25. This what-if animated variant of Captain Carter number 1 is hanging in there with a high sale of $92.48 for a raw copy and trending with about a fair market value of $65. We tracked 30 copies moved over the last so odd. And rank number 1 from 2014, Miss Marvel number 5. As noted, the Miss Marvel Disney Plus trailer was finally released last week. While most were upset over the significant changes in her powers, there are still enough for fans to get excited about. The trailer is tied to specific moments and covers, like this issue, that shows the shows directly match the cover image with a scene that we see from the show. In addition, these issues also feature Kamala's origin and her first official costume. Kamala's key issues are some of the most expensive modern comics, and this issue was very affordable at a fair market value of about 20 bucks. The keyword was affordable. Now it's floating closer to 48 37 moving on the seven-year market, and a CGC 9.4 over $100 already. Kyle, what do you think about that trend of when shows replicate scenes from comic covers, that spikes? I the, absolutely the, love it. I do, too. There are so many comic or shows that don't give a lick about the comics. Yeah. And to just, at the very least, give a little jelly bean to follow yeah. that, hey, we know what a comic book is. And yeah. we want to shout out to you guys. Makes me feel like that little exclusive cu- club, you know, a little flutter in the heart. And I absolutely love recreated things where yeah. I see that they see comic books and they respect them. Yeah, let's do more of those. We like we like that. Uh, it's, that's cool. We just need more iconic covers to replicate. 100%. At rank 11, Ms. Marvel number one from 2014. Uh, this one sold just 10 copies. But had a high sale of three hundred and ten bucks for a CGC nine eight. Number twelve, Ultimate Fallout. Number four, the Miles Morales book um, continues to sell well. Thirty three hundred dollars for a CGC nine eight. Twelve copies sold. <coughs> At rank thirteen, The Incredible Hulk two thirty four from nineteen seventy nine. Um, in the new trailer for Ms. Marvel, the embiggen power is. Shifting to what looks like quantum bands. Um, I don't know about that. I saw the trailer and it just looked like just a different way to <laughs> show that happening. Uh, spurred plenty of online debate and speculation. Lead many to believe that Quasar may have close ties to Kamala and possibly even appear in the series. That's a stretch. Uh, but the spec helped move ten copies. A high sale of two fifty five. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, rank 14, we have <laughs> Timeless, number one, the third print. And this is on the right-hand side of this third print. A female Black Panther with white hair is featured. This could be an alternate reality version of Storm and T'Challa's daughter. No confirmation, but 22 copies moved and a high sale of 15 bucks for a raw. At rank 15, DC's very multi-mary... Jesus... DC's Very Merry Multiverse, number one. A first appearance of Kid Quick, the future state Flash. 
And this has moved 15 copies with a high sale of $79 for a CGC 9.8. Yeah, it's not much. At rank 16, <laughs> New Avengers. Drew is not impressed. I am not impressed. The CGC only brings $79. CG, um, Illuminati number one from 2006, the New Avengers book. Uh, 13 copies moving based on the Doctor Strange heat. And a high sale of $95 for a CGC 9.6. At rank 17, Venom Lethal Protector number one from 93. Um... This is moving 22 copies with a high sale of 175 for a CGC 9.8. That I'm impressed with because that was a quarter book. Mm-hmm. At rank 18, we have Spawn number 9, uh, Angela. And this is a 11 copies sold with a high sale of 180 for a CGC 9.8. All my copies are gone. At rank 19, Marvel Comics presents 72 from 1991. Uh, let's see. At Wolverine is a character fans are desperate to hear about when he'll appear in the MCU. Very anticipated. And this is a key book, Wolverine key book, increasing fast. This origin series sold 11 copies with a high sale of $400 for a CGC 9.8. So what's the reason? Why, why is it? Why is it hot? Because there's anticipation. Okay. <laughs> at rank 20 we have King Conan number 3 from 2022 uh, this is the S- supernatural princess Matoka uh, which is known to be the actual name of Pocahontas this has been pulled and edited for future editions so this one the only way it will exist is in these so of course people snapped them up 25 copies were sold with a high sale of 28 bucks for a raw there you go. Not too shabby. Lots of cool mm-hmm. books. Yep. Let's FOC this puppy. Alrighty, FOC is our friend Lord of Cutoff. We talked about our good friends at Cowabunga earlier in the podcast. And of course, that's where we get this wonderfully curated list of items that we can add to our orders, uh, modify, sometimes get some last minute art and check out our discounts to do. So we will crawl through that and see if there's anything that Drew and I think we need to make sure we get on our order because we do not want to miss out. Let's start with some of our DC items. It is cool you can still get the um, Dark Crisis free comic book day. Mm-hmm. That's cool that you still have the ability to, to add that, even though it's really yeah. in May. So that's cool. And we talked about the heat on those 1 in 25 Catwoman book from Sozo Miyake. Um, 42 having a wonderful Sozo Miyake variant as well on that one. So don't if you're into collecting those, like we said, uh, there's been great heat on uh, 39, 40, and 41. So, you know, it seems like we'll be fine with 42 too, and it is a wonderful cover. Yeah, shiny, shiny latex. <laughs> I mean, I still prefer the Jenny Frizen uh, cardstock, lacy, lacy under things versus the shiny latex. And it's um, it's only a dollar more for the cardstock versus whatever you got to pay for one in 25. So <laughs> I guess 
Do you always go for uh, lacy over shiny? In, in my lingerie wearing, I mean uh, lingerie appreciation. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes, lacy versus shiny latex. That's my preference. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, now you know. Uh, really, really good uh, Nightwing 91 covers. Continuing to uh, knock it out of the park there. I haven't got there yet. Which one are we looking at? Oh, you like them all? Yep. Cover A is cool. It's very simple. Uh, Jamal Campbell covers great. And uh, probably won't reach for the one in 25, but it's adorable. Yeah. You're going to have to give me something more than him playing with a dog, but that's just me. Both Robin covers are pretty good. I dig them. Doing some stylized stuff with that, and um, that's kind of neat. Kind of a neat dot design choice that they're doing, and I think it's collectible. Yep. Refrigerator full of heads continues to be pretty cool. This is the uh, sixth of the sixth issue for refrigerator full of heads. So, if you've got any inkling for that, pick up this next one. Yeah, I really like that Jenny Frizz and Cat one. That's really nice. <laughs> I'll be head over to Image. See what they're doing this time around. Little ice cream man. Good Asian is yeah. Sorry. No good. Good Asian finishing up ten of ten. You uh, were really enjoying this one, so I was. I was. I, I think they were. stretched it out a little bit, um, but it's still good. And um, but I think it's time. Definitely. <laughs> I think eight, seven, eight issues would have done it. There you go. A lot of things ending in image if you look at it. Good Asian, 10 of 10. Uh, Girl Scout Stone Ghost, 6 of 6. Um, what was the other one? Knighted, 5 of 5. So a lot of things coming to an end uh, in image. So, Or I'm sorry, Knighted was AMA. But still, a couple things coming mm -hmm. to an end for image. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse gives us Collector Unit 731, number one, Will Conrad, Rod Montero. Uh, a man can go by many names when someone has been around as long as Michael, he can gain more than just a few aliases. Interesting. Yeah, The Collector. Do you think it's called the Collector and Unit Seven Thirty One? Look like at a... the actual cover. It's it's the Collector, Unit Seven Thirty One. Okay. Second issue of We Have Demons. Tons of crazy covers. Straight off of a Molly Hatchet album. <laughs> But you can get it in foil. Yeah, that's but we true. have Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. I mean, yeah, true, true. Um, Marvel's given us 
uh, an Amazing Spider-Man Annual number one facsimile. Uh, that's the eight dollar one we discussed during pre-order cycle. Mm-hmm. And I was on the fence about spending eight bucks on a vac- facsimile, and I still don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, what are you going to do? You passing? I'm skipping this one. I, yeah. I don't know any you know phenomenal stories that came out of that annual. As far as you know, for me, it's always been a grail that I will not attain. But annual one has never been something I even ever really wanted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd take it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't 100%. seek it out. Yeah. Uh, let's see, we've got Hulk versus Banner, Hulk versus Thor, Banner War Alpha number one. What's going on there? <laughs> Say that three times. Out. Hulk yeah. versus Thor, Banner War Alpha number one. Donny Cates can't just write the damn series. Nope, nope. We got to do some kind of offshoot. Just write the series and just stay. Just write that series. You don't need to do something else. Lord. It's like the King and Black and Venom thing, right? Yep. And it'll probably go crazy. It'll probably go crazy. So I should not poo poo it. One thing, Drew, I know you're looking forward to. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a standard. We have a standard variant. We have a 1 in 25. And we have a 1 in 50 variant of these Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood from Marvel. I'm excited about that. That's really cool. It's going to be fun. And um, And, uh, really that makes multiple Moon Knights coming out. Yep. Yeah. It's fantastic. We got a TV show coming out. Yeah. Next Wednesday, if I'm correct. Yeah. 30th, right? And multiple moon. Yep. No. The one no. after that. Maybe. I don't I don't remember. I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a Wednesday drop or yep. Thursday drop? It's uh, Wednesday. Yeah. So it's the 30th. Yep, the 30th, so Wednesday, yep. New Mutants 25, getting a couple art germ covers. That, uh, and a Dan Panosian, and holy smokes. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Han versus Greedo on the cover of Star Wars Han Solo, Chewbacca number two. Mm-hmm. You know, Han shot first, right? That's right. Thor 24. We'll be looking forward to seeing what direction that goes in after the Hammer storyline and finished up. After the God of Hammers. Mm-hmm. Getting some more patch. Uh, anything from Dynamite? Come on, Dynamite. Come on, baby. Give me. 
Mm. Anything for you, Kyle? Nothing for me in there. Nothing. I was going to say, I'm just scrolling on down. Nothing new from Aftershock. I checked in on a Faithless. Woo! Steamy. Yeah. Animal Ca- Castle. You heard anything good about that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I haven't heard much either. Some of these I had to. I just had to skip. I just wasn't getting through my my stacks, and I was just like, I can't add any more number ones. And I'm just hoping that some of the good stuff will get chatted up enough that I can circle back around to it in mm. trade. Here's Corollary um, from Source Point Press. Adam Rose and Robert Ahmad. Uh, Very odd cover on that one. Yeah, it does doesn't really fit the. I don't know. It's like a twin story. I guess. Andromeda's twin loses her life in a far-off military battle, and Captain Andromeda herself does not die. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Meh. And I know it's I know it's unfair, and I shouldn't do it, but I I tend to try big two new series more, and of course image new series more than than back half and. I, I need to. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't do that. But I can only read gotcha. fifteen to twenty books a week. Well, they can't fit any more in. <laughs> There's that knighted you were talking about. It did finished up. Yeah, that's From, one I missed. Uh, what was that AWA. AWA. You know, and I've never read anything bad at AWA, and I so I really shouldn't have missed skipped that one. Um. And something else should circle back around because I've heard good things about Knighted. American mythology is giving us the Grunch. Welcome to the Brotherhood, number one. <laughs> I clicked on that one. I wasn't sure what was going on there still. Yeah, I still don't understand. Oh, you got any no-brainers in here where you're just like, it's obviously going to be this one? Mm. Now, from Behemoth Comics, we have Vermilion Zero Issue as well. Mm. Very racy cover, eh? I think I'm going to be putting my money where my lacy under things are. I'm going to go with Catwoman's 42, the Jenny Frizen cardstock cover. There we go. And just for you, I'm going with Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood, number one. Aw, that's nice. That's nice. It is a beautiful cover. Um, It is a nice little short story, and it will be the most accessible for people that are... uh, checking out the show and then running directly into their comic book shop. Yeah, looking for a number one, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably what I should have picked. But too late now. And at a $4.99 price point, it's perfect for uh, LCS. Just be like, hey, snag this up, try it out. Just tell me what you think. Yeah, they make an extra buck on it. Very nice. All right, right, Drew, we have looked at what we need to order, but 
we love looking at the secondary market when things are going through. So we've talked about our good friends at uh, the Hot 10 and all that fun stuff. But let's head on over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com and look at their Hot 10 and see what they think about the secondary market. And we're going to start with their number one book, Nova, number one wow. by Marv, Marv Wolfman and John Buscema. A 9.2 is going for $320. A 9.6 for 740 and a 9.8 for 2,700. Nova, in some fashion, has been confirmed. Will it be Richard Ryder, Sam Alexander? Let the debate begin, but I'm sure that the uncertainty of which character is probably holding both of them back somewhat. Maybe they will just go ahead and do both of them. Who knows? An odd one here, ranked two, New Avengers, number 40 from 2008, a Bendis book. If you are to believe some random person on Twitter, which <laughs> it appears that some people are, Amelia Clark will be Varanke, V-E-R-A-N-K-E. This book and the second print moved up this week. This one is up to around 40 to $50, and the second print is over 125 already. Now, if you were betting man on the Nova thing, would you yeah. are you team Richard Ryder or team Sam Alexander? Oh, probably Ryder. But yeah, I like I I I didn't read any of the Ryder stuff. Um so I like mm. I like the kid origin but I don't think yeah. it's I liked it a lot but I don't know if that would that would be the one they would go with with a kid being Nova, right? I don't know. Maybe they are. They're, they've been heading more towards Young Avengers stuff lately, but who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. At rank three, we have Marvel Point One, number one. Raw copies moved from fifteen to twenty dollars, up to around fifty. Surprisingly, nine point eight copies are steady, around four hundred dollars. Although that price was probably high before and is now catching the, mar the market is catching up. This is the first Sam Alexander here. And is the same question as we had when we did the number one. Which character will it be? Where do we put our money? And at rank four, we have Voltron. Number one, all indications are that there will be a live-action Voltron movie. All $400 for 9.8 copies were scooped up and has already raised over 600 for 9.8. Rawls went from 25 to 30 to around $100. We are all kids of the 80s. Uh, are we excited for this? No. At, no. <laughs> At rank five, Superior Spider-Man number 17, the J.G. Jones, one in 50. Up to $450 for a raw and 1000 for a 9.8. Not going to criticize this one. It is a gorgeous cover. Maybe super overpriced, but there aren't a lot of these available. I only note two on eBay as of writing this. Yeah, deep into the superior run to do a 1 in 50 for a, That's pretty crazy. At rank 6, Punisher number 1, the Tyler Kirkham variant. $40 for the trade dress, 60 for the Virgin. Not really feeling this, especially with the goofy Punisher logo. Completely agree. I hate the logo. At rank 7, we have Miss Marvel number 5. Last week's number 1 continues up in price, although it may be at the peak now for at around 45 to 50. Unless this turns into an iconic moment in the show, we don't see how this one will have any long-term power. But a very cool cover. 
At rank 8, we have Morbius, the Living Vampire Number 1. This straight-up early 90s overprinted book that you should be able to find anywhere is $200 for CGC 9.8 and $20 for over $20 for all copies. Wouldn't say that we're excited for this movie, but I am intrigued and I hope it does well. Based on print run alone, I don't understand how this one is garnering any attention. Mystic Arcana number one, magic. Er, Mystic Arcana magic number one, doubling in price up to forty dollars. This pseudo first appearance of Amut is getting some love, as people begin to try and speculate on what will play out in Moon Knight. This one falls in the tread likely category for sure. And at rank ten, Panorama of Hell graphic novel three different copies of this manga graphic novel sold this week each progressively more expensive all the way up to 300 dollars. this story is an aftermath ta- aftermath tale of hiroshima this cover is disgusting <laughs> yeah and honorable mentions we live number one the silver metal variant limited to 200 don't mind the second and third print but i don't know about the store exclusive ones that come out long after this in issue anyway this is now two hundred dollars for a raw for this silver metal variant carrie drake detective cases number five is the other honorable mention a 6.0 went for twenty three hundred dollars double of what it hit just last year the rope to crossbow contraption seems unnecessary i think the female is wondering the same thing just goes to show that these bondage covers are universally sought out usually by drew <laughs> is she wearing a lacy under thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. She went for leather. I apologize. <laughs> All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where we talk about our sneak peek at next week. Let's head on over and see what's coming up in next week or in the next few days in all reality. Let's start with our DC offerings and see what's coming out on the 29th. Talked about all these FaZe Clan number ones that we do, don't know enough about to really care about. Yeah, yeah. Not our thing. That, um, Batman Beyond the White Knight is Sean Murphy. I think that's been played out. Mm-hmm. Batman One Dark Knight seems delayed, but maybe not. Seems like it's been a while since the first issue to me. Yeah. We're halfway through DC versus Vampires. Cool covers, that's for darn sure. Really cool covers, yeah. And we're going to Shadow War Alpha this Batman event-ish. Hearing anything good on uh, War for Earth 3? I skipped that one. No idea on that one. Yeah, it's on its second of two, so only a two-issue series. So easy to get in and read the whole thing and get out. But uh, I don't know enough about it, unfortunately. Well, over at Image, we've got uh, Astro City. Uh, That was then... Um, I'm super excited for this to come back. Got a lot of cool-ass covers, man. 
with a lot of homages from some of the greatest covers in image history. Cool stuff there. Yep. We like a lot of them. We like the um, Wicked and Divine, Sex Criminals. Yep, all we like cool a lot of them. Homages. Newburn number five continues to be a good read. Righteous Vengeance. Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number six. Another fantastic mm-hmm. read. Loving it. Zombies versus Robots, classic number one. You can jump on right here for this four-issue series. It's black Back and white, in right? in print for the first time in over a decade. I think so. Yeah. Darkest Dark Horse gives us Apex Legends Overtime, four of four, finishing that up. And uh, Orville? Trade. Oh, it's a trade. Okay. It's like, oh, is there a new... Apex Apex Legends is the uh, shooting video game that my son seems to enjoy. Oh, very cool. I I watched your son play the new Fortnite for a while. And um, he's really getting good. <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, his father lets him play a little too much, unfortunately. Yeah, he he knows like the game inside and out, and um, it was amazing to watch. <laughs> if only his powers could be used for good. <laughs> We're not getting the Kevin Eastman cover, but we uh, we do know we will be getting a Venus cover for TMNT ongoing. What do you mean? For the the annual? The annual is that we can see the annual. So, yep. And then if we look at actual uh, 127. Oh, 127. Get our cover B. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man hitting 93. Almost time to reboot. <laughs> Heard good things about Ghost Rider. I like that first issue. I did. Um, Dark Ages finishes. I gotta, I gotta believe that was not always going to be a six issue. I just can't. <laughs> I can't imagine it was always the plan. A little premature pulling of the plug, if you will. Yeah. I pointed it out at FOC and other things, but this Hulk Grand Design Monster number one, this yeah. uh, Ed Pisker variant, that's the homage. I still think that's going to be pretty doggone big. Yeah, we we enjoyed it during the FOC too, and um, yeah, it looks really really good. Excited for that one. Yeah, and is Immortal X Men number one doing anything for you? It's an interesting looking book. Yeah. I do like the cover A. The Last Supper cover, if you will. Silks. Pretty good covers. Yeah, I like the Inhook Lee cover the most. Is that the ratio? No, just the cover B. Oh, no. Oh, nice. It's the Carnage Forever variant. Oh, okay. 
And X-Men Unlimited Latitude gets a number one issue. Hmm. Very cool. Dynamite gives me nothing. Boom gives me a lot of Buffy for the 25th anniversary number one issue. And a Scooby Scooby and the Gang photo variant, which I kind of like. Zoics. I kind of like that 25th anniversary group shot cover, which is probably mm-hmm. you know, something for everybody that's a fan of the show on it. Something is killing the children. Gave me a bloody die cut. Could be interesting. That is definitely interesting. Is yours bloody or not bloody? Well, you gotta go bloody, right? Okay, that's what I figured. I just want to double check. Yeah, you gotta go bloody. As we scooch down to the back half. What do we see? Hmm. Cities of Magic, number one, from Scout. Jacob Free and Will Tempest. Once upon a time in Old York, a gun-toting drifter wanders into Old York City looking for something no one's ever seen before. Okay. Kind of cool. Yeah. Darkstalkers, number one, from Udon Entertainment. Darkstalkers. Headset number one in the beginning. That is a, an all AG YA book, I believe. Mm-hmm. Monster Men Isle of Terror from American Mythology. First issue. Some interesting covers there. Mm-hmm. Hey, drawn in quarterly gives us Mr. Colostomy. That's your nickname, e- wasn't it? That is definitely not. No, not your nickname? Keen Spot's also giving us Kintara Stone, number one. Yeah, I saw that one. And it looks like a... Moon Knight ripoff on the cover. Yeah. I think. Well, there's Willy's Wonderland. I don't know if that's going to do anything for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that might be it. I will be passing on Willy's Wonderland. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book that you think is going to have a little bit of value? So you got to run in and make sure you snag it up. 
I think I think I'm gonna go. Astro City's coming back after three years. I think there's gonna be some mm-hmm. new characters in there, um, and I think it's time to jump on those and see if they get optioned. So I'm gonna go with Astro Cities. I like it. Mm. And I'm going to stick with my Hulk Grand Designs monster number one, the Ed Pisker variant. Just because I think it's a cool homage and will be highly sought after compared to some other things. It is a beaut. Agreed. Yep. I want to thank you guys for staying along with Drew and myself. Thank you for going through our adventure into our sneak peek at next week and all the fun stuff coming out soon. Uh, head on over to Patreon, search Comics for Fun and Profit, and find us. Be part of our community, part of our Slack channel, part of all of our conversations, and part of um, our secondary market stuff. All that fun stuff. We appreciate you. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs>